With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Me at 909-810-7973, and I'm out of time. I love you. Bye! KCA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. Reserve unveiled unprecedented programs to support the U.S. economy. The Dow is up more than 2%, up 510 points. The S&P 500 index up more than 2%, up 58 points. And the Nasdaq is up more than 1%. It's up 90 points. The Dow, by the way, is on pace for its best week since 1938. And today is day 80 since the first COVID-19 case was identified in the U.S. Now, over the past three weeks, more than 16 million Americans have filed for unemployment benefits. That's 10% of the U.S. workforce, including another ugly number for last week, more than 6 million. Macy's, Nordstrom, JCPenney, and Kohl's among the companies S&P Global says are now with probability of default. This means it's likely they won't be able to pay their bills. Jessica Ettinger, CNBC. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans and Rocket Mortgage. During the challenging times we're all experiencing, our top priority is the health and safety of the communities we serve. And while it's true that things are changing rapidly every day, One thing that'll never change is our commitment to giving you the best mortgage experience. At Rocket Mortgage, our guiding philosophy of every client, every time, no exceptions, no excuses, exists for times like right now. We understand that hardships may arise, and we're prepared to help. If you currently work with us and need assistance with your mortgage, contact us 24-7 at rocketmortgage.com. As we all think about ways to save money, let me remind you that mortgage rates are near historic lows. If you think right now is the right time to refinance your mortgage, our home loan experts are available to help you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at rocketmortgage.com. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. And MLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. KCAA. What do you get when two pizza-loving brothers start making their own pizza? Strongman Pizza. Some of the best pizza in the area, made up by Andrew and Amon Gonzalez since 2013. It was a slow start, but now it's in high demand at two locations. Strongman delivers to Redlands and Yukaipa. Get it now. Google it now. Strongman Pizza. Delivered right to your door. 
mouth-watering, and amazing dough made from scratch and proof to perfection. A layer of patented strong sauce to give each pizza that zesty goodness it deserves. A garlic butter crust to get that crisp, flavorful crust that is never left behind. A mountain of 100% mozzarella cheese oozing flavor into every bite. Topped with the freshest ingredients found on earth. All produce purchased locally. All pizzas made with love. People can order online at strongmanpizza.com. That's strongmanpizza.com or Google Strongman Pizza. They're taking every precaution to stay safe and deliver your pizza under the safe at home guidelines. Eat strong, stay strong, be strong. Strongman Pizza. With 60 years of fascinating facts, this is the man from yesterday. Back in time we go to this time in 1965. Looks like James Stewart has a winner in a movie he feels pretty good about. Shenandoah is about a southern family during the Civil War, and it debuts next month here in 1965. But the way I see it, I got a daughter and six strong sons, and I'm just going to look out for what's mine. And from about this time in 1978, Orson Welles becomes the face and voice for Paul Mousson Wines and the now famous tagline, we will sell no wine before it's time. It's light and crisp. It's delicious. The wine you drink the most should be the best. And they take special care with it here because they know Chablis is America's most popular wine. Paul Mousson will sell no wine before it's time. And from April of 1969, Ford introduces the Maverick, a subcompact car in competition with the Volkswagen Beetle. 1970's Best Buy by far is Maverick. Easy to buy, easy to run, easy to drive, and real good fun. With more at manfromyesterday.com. At Southern California Edison, safety is our number one priority. And now, with so many of you at home working and caring for loved ones, we are especially aware of the vital role we play in providing reliable electricity. That's why we're proceeding with only the most critical outage-related work to protect public safety and reduce the risk of wildfires. If you experience an outage, we will do our best to minimize the impact. Thank you for your partnership during this challenging time. Learn more at SCE.com. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, K292FQ Riverside, and K293CF Moreno Valley. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the greatest real estate investment show ever. Here's the flip-flop investor himself, Todd Bayer. Well, hey everyone. How are we doing out there today? This is the Flip Flop Investor Show, and I am your host, Todd Bayer, the Flip Flop Investor himself. Every week, we like to get together and talk about real estate investing here in the Inland Empire. And every week, I like to bring on a local real estate investor to talk to them about who they are and what they do and why they're in this crazy business. And lately, we've been talking to people like, why are they in this business right now? Because, uh, you know, as many of you probably are wondering, how is the real estate world doing with the current coronavirus pandemic and the shelter-in-place orders going? Well, uh, that's why we brought in today 
local real estate investor, Paul Docampo. How are you doing today, Paul? I'm doing great, Todd. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. Wouldn't dream of having anybody else on today. <laughs> um, and actually, Paul uh, had me on his podcast, what, a couple weeks ago? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how do, how do people go see your podcast, just out of curiosity? Uh, they can go to realestateaudios.com. That's plural, realestateaudios.com. Real they estate. can check out all the interviews I have there with uh, top investors out here and and nationally too. I'm hitting some interview uh, some interviews with some national investors too. So nice. How do you get in some of those people on? Because we got a you know here on the world renowned flip flop investor show. <laughs> you know we're we're looking for some top level and uh, real estate investors too. Uh, you, you know what? I, nobody's ne- s- never said no to me. So really? I just ask. Yeah, it, people love talking. People love getting interviewed. So it's funny because we've had we've made some requests to some you know some high level people okay. and you know we sort of get from them like oh you can come to my office and do it like that's not how we do it we're in a radio station you know in redlands california right okay so <laughs> I, I guess it's the people that, it depends on who you're asking and these these people are coaches are are um yeah they just love talking so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess you know people in this business it, it is a kind of a people business it's a sales business so you sort of right. have to have that uh, you know, personable side to you, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta love the sound of your own voice, I guess. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, like they don't right. actually make me wear headphones when I'm doing the show. I just like to hear the you way I <laughs> sound. You know, that's yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> should probably take them off then. I should just yeah, because I'm blowing it. No, um, uh, so for those of the people out there who don't know who you are already by your reputation, who is Paul Docampo? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have a, a large reputation here. I've only been in real estate uh, since. Probably 2015. 20, 2015 is when I decided to make the jump into it. Read, read Rich Dad Poor Dad like everybody else. Okay. Um, I initially wanted passive income, cash flow, and then found the shiny object syndrome in bigger pockets and jumped into whole, uh, wholesaling, wholetailing, flipping, and all that. Uh, I was out door knocking, sending lots of mail, cold calling. Yep. Never found a deal. <laughs> With that, yeah, we're going to get into that in a little bit, but yeah, yeah, yeah. and then uh, a transition into mobile home. Make a long story short, transition to mobile homes. Uh, that went well for me. Transitioned into into land as well, flipping land. I was just flipping some land last year at, towards the the end of the year. Uh, I haven't been doing that now. I'm I'm busy with another venture, the website that, that I just pitched in the beginning here, realestateaudios.com. Yeah, and so um, that's where I'm at right now. Okay. Okay, yeah. let's go back to 2015 or before. Actually, what were you doing prior to 2015? Um, so, W two job still there, uh, working. Yeah, work working the natural gas uh, utility company, and uh, then I'm still there. And uh, when I jumped into real estate in 2015, um, had a partner. We were out door knocking, took some coaching classes. Um, cold calling, doing everything that Bigger Pockets tells you to do yeah. as far as finding deals and, and sending out yellow letters like what everybody else says <laughs> right. to do. I buy, you know, I want to buy your house with a, a red pen, yellow letter, you know, type of thing. Yeah. Sending to a large general list, which is a terrible way to market, I think. It, and um, As you've come to find out because you've done this. Yeah, yeah. The, it, and that's the – maybe this market is a little different out here in Southern California, but – I was listening to people on Bigger Pockets out in the Midwest. They send, oh, I send about a thousand letters a month. Um, I just say, hey, I want to buy your house. Nice yellow letter, red pen. Send it to a, an equity list of thirty percent equity or more, and you should get a deal with a thousand letters. Well, <laughs> that come to find out, talking to people after the fact, after after spending 
I don't know, 10 grand, 20. I don't, I don't know how much it was. I don't want to go back and estimate. I'm too, I'm too uh, ashamed to go yeah, back. Yeah. Maybe it was 15 grand. Um, but spending that much on direct mail, anywhere from 3000 to 5000 a month on direct mail, what I come to find out is people are actually spending about 10 grand and above, 20 grand a month out here on direct mail to find deals. Yeah. Doing something general like that. The other people that are doing well in direct mail are doing a lot more very specific lists, very, very narrow down lists. Right. Targeting. Right. Targeting, which then, is the, I mean, that in direct response marketing, that's what you want to do. You don't want to do a, unless you have a million dollar business, you can get your ass handed to you. Sure. So. Yeah, and yeah, that's the thing. I think we just talked about this last week. You could send a million letters out to a million homeowners in California, right. you know, and you'll probably get a less than one percent response rate from it. A lot less than well, one percent <laughs> would be good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I said you'll you'll probably get less than you know one yeah. percent. It's and you know that's one way you could do it. But what are you going to spend a dollar per piece of mail? So right. if you got a million bucks to throw out to send out a million pieces of mail, right? You know, the only other way to narrow it down is to narrow your focus in some way. And of course these guys out in the Midwest that you're talking about, you know, they, they got like there's there's not as much competition. No. In California, yeah. I mean, if you've got a house that ended up on a list, you know, and, and some of you out there might be familiar with this because you've you've been on one of these lists and you've gotten all of a sudden maybe you just refinanced your house or something and all of a sudden you get like twenty to a hundred pieces of mail within the next coming weeks, you know, you're gonna get all this mail about Something, you know, time to refinance, time to, you know, or do you want to sell, you know, and all these things. And then you'll get them. You'll just get them in perpetuity, you know, from the same people, you know. And it's funny because some of them are pretty good and most of them are pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know where this whole yellow letter campaign thing started from because I know I've gotten stuff like that before. And those things for me go right in the trash. Right. Yeah. You know, the, um, the, if I can go back and track the one thing that was successful in any in all my ventures, I'd say it's always going jumping into the blue ocean uh, if a strategy or a specific asset. So, so when 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 I decided, man, this is not working for me. I was following a coach's exact methods too of of sending out mail. Yeah, and I was like, man, I'm spending so much money here. This ain't working. Uh, a friend introduced me to mobile homes. And I, I said, I'm going to give it a try. Jumped into it. And it was night and day. And yeah. the reason why, it was it was a blue ocean. Because I was the only one putting out ads on Craigslist about buying mobile homes. I was the only one ranking my website um, about buying mobile homes okay. on Google. And so it, it was just a blue ocean for me. So so there were, the, the deals were plentiful there. Yeah. Um, same thing when I transitioned over into land. There was very few people in, in that specific location i was uh, marketing to that was buying land and selling land there so it was blue ocean there so yeah so blue ocean that's a new term for me i've never heard that before oh so there's what, the, what do you mean by new oh, blue ocean <laughs> <laughs> so the the opposite of that is is they say a red ocean so think of a bunch of sharks eating away a fish okay and it's filled with blood there's too many sharks in the ocean got it while you have a blue ocean it's clear there's not much competition so that's what i mean it's it's a you're you're jumping into a niche that has very little competition and you could pretty much do what you want with got it, it. okay yeah. I, I sort of inferred that from what you from how you were explaining it before but when you first said blue ocean i was thinking like big open wide open thing you know that's uh um sort of like casting a wide net wide net yeah you know, that's yeah. kind of the way i took it at first but no, you actually you want a puddle you, you want a, a small yeah. puddle rather than an ocean yeah know? exactly you know it's just a couple fish in a bucket right, you know that's exactly. what you're looking for yeah, and, but yeah. how do you get how do you narrow it down to that bucket and that's really the 
that's that's the hard part for a lot of new people because you know i think most real estate investors they're they're inundated with stuff you know like how to get these leads where are the leads coming from right because you know if you can just get in front of a, a, a homeowner that needs to sell their property that's you can take it from there most people could probably take it from there i guess but getting to the point where you have you find the lead that person that needs to sell you know how do you narrow it down from let's just say in california i'm sure there's a lot more but let's just say there's five million single family homes in california how do you narrow it down from five million down to a list that you're comfortable with sending letters to let's just call it a thousand right yeah uh, you know, I, I'm not I'm not the expert in this because in single family because that's I didn't I didn't do that I yeah. didn't, wasn't successful at that but um, but th- this is the marketing principles I, I was a, a copywriter for Investor Carrot uh, and and so I've always been fascinated with marketing and the one the, the rule is is always this you always want to narrow everything down and for housing um, I think it's just narrowing down a list where every single person in that list has some sort of motivational situation. There's there's free ways. You could pull up lists on Title Pro. Um, Stephen McKee, your partner, has mm-hmm. talked about the grantor grantee index, yep. which is a great way to pull up records of people who notices. Yep. Um, and those people have a motivation. So building your own list of people with actual motivation. Uh, I know Charlie, I don't know if you have Charlie in the show. He's have been you, on many, he, many times. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> he his his thing is probate, but his, his thing is also stacking lists. He stacks people with tax violation, with with um, uh, late on their water bill. So he stacks all these motivations up so that the person it has a financial distress instead of having where maybe one out of um, 10,000 people are actually have a, a situation where they have to sell. But now you're sending to 500,000 people that actually every single one of them has a problem. Right. So And so, yeah, really identifying the problem and then writing a letter or some kind of a, sending some kind of marketing piece to them that speaks to them is right. really the key, right? Like once you get, once once you have the list, now what? You know, like you got the probate list, but what's the motivation? You know, and so yeah, yeah, that that varies. I guess it depends on your goal, what you're what you're offering. You could, if you're just a cash buyer guy, if you're a guy who solves the problem, you op- you offer subject to or seller finance, you can incorporate that. Yeah. Um, it, it, I guess it depends on the market too. If everyone's receiving, a, hey, I buy houses, you know, uh, I guess you got, you're gonna have to change that up. Um, that's worked so well because maybe 20 years ago, 10 years ago, it worked, nobody was doing it, so it worked fairly well. Sure. It's, it's a message that's plain and simple. It speaks clearly what you want to do, so it works. But when you start getting into a crowded market like it is today, yeah, you gotta you, you gotta add a little more personality into it. Um, in my in my um, on my webpage, I, on my, and anybody can check it out, i.e. mobilehomebuyer.com. It's still up. It's still ranking. It still produces leads for me. Miguel Martinez, actually, you had on the show. Yeah. He's handling all the leads that come in. Oh, nice. Um, and so... He didn't uh, mention that. No. He, <laughs> <laughs> and, he was on last week. Yeah, yeah. And um, so he... Uh, getting back to what was I talking about? The, the website. If you go back on there, you'll see how I, how I wrote it, which is not, it's, it's more of, I trigger a pain point, which is most mo- uh, mobile home sellers, they're looking f- to uh, avoid space rent. Every time, you know, I, I always tune into what sellers are, keep saying repeatedly to me. When, yeah. I, when I was in the mobile home business, it was always, I want to avoid that space rent coming up. So that's my headline. And then I, 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 I um, interween my personality and my story into the into the copy of the of the website itself. So somebody can take that and tweak it to fit into a yellow letter, whatever it is. I mean, I mean yellow letter. I have no idea where that came from, but uh, <laughs> but people use it. But um, 
Yeah, just making a, a, a bigger story about yourself, about what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a that's a good point, is that you wanna you wanna relate yourself to them. You know, that's obviously like rule one oh one for building rapport, right? right? Yeah. So if and I'm sure you you're you're a lot like me in the sense you've been on the internet for many years and you've seen many different sales things. You've probably bought I don't know how many thousands of ebooks at this point. You know, I, I know I was uh, on Commission Junction and you know I was doing affiliate marketing for, you know, back in like two thousand one. I mean I was I was an early adopter of the internet, you know. And uh, back then, I mean I remember like going on these things like you're trying to put together ClickBank, uh, you know, sales funnels and all this stuff and you're building these little websites for all this different stuff. I know you've been down this road and uh, you know when you when you write these like sales copy letters, when you're writing your your little sales funnel page or your landing page for your website, yep. you know you're trying to make it as personal as you can, and that's sometimes the hard thing yeah. when you're writing them because you right. don't know what the motivation is. Why would somebody even buy this from you? And you sort of always have to relay it to who I like, why I'm here. You know, like like oh, I discovered you know Miracle Grow hair transplants because you know whatever because I had a balding issue and whatever. You want to relate it to yourself, right? Yeah, and and um, also to add on that, more importantly, um, being in the markets world is most important. Yeah. Um, now this might not transition that well into real estate because maybe you, you don't know who you're writing to unless you're you have a narrowed down list. If you have a narrowed down list of just um, uh, a tax defaults, for instance, you can really narrow down a message. Uh, but in general, in copywriting, if you're in their world, you're safe. It, that's I think that's a that's actually a negotiation expert. In the name of uh, Jim Camp. Great book is uh, Start with No. I recommend everybody get that and read Start it. with No. Yeah, start with No. He's I've he's, heard I've heard of this book. He's he's long gone now. He but uh, he was a jet fighter, um, and and he got into negotiation. He's one of the he's has the title as the most feared negotiator. I, 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 I think I like him better than Chris Voss. Really? Yeah. Everyone. Even better than the hostage Chris. negotiator. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So, well, he helped the FBI, Jim uh, camp helped establish one of their, the FBI protocols for negotiation too. So, really? okay. um, anyway, his thing he's was, like, was a, uh, Chris Voss's, uh, Chris, grandparent or whatever. <laughs> maybe, I think it probably was. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, his big thing is if you're in their world, you're always safe. Yeah. Being, being, be, knowing exactly what their pain points are, their desires, um, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, so if you can relate to them in that way, bring up other people's stories, bring up your story. In, in, the, this, in the copy for the iemobilehomebuyer.com uh, site, um, I bring up my story because I was a motivated seller at one time because I had a mobile home sitting there for six months overpriced and not selling. Yeah. So I talked about how that actually kept me up. And that's a true story. It kept me up at night sometimes because the rent, the rent space was coming up. Another, another 600 bucks I have to pay this month. Yeah. Um, and, and my bank account's depleted. I have no money. I'm using credit cards. <laughs> to pay uh, contractors. So um, I talked about that. That's a motivational story there. So yeah, how I solved it. And so. you know, I think that's it's a good way to put it. My, my, my grandfather was a salesman and he uh, his, his whole thing was always, you know, uh, you gotta you, you gotta use the product. If you if you if you have no use for the product yourself, you're never gonna sell it. Right. You know. Yeah. So, like people don't understand motivation of a seller. Like you, you understand it a lot better when you've gone through it. Some of the better people I know, you know, people like Jim Keller, like they've been through a foreclosure situation. Like so, when they go in and talk to somebody that's in a foreclosure situation, 
they're amazing at it because they can say, like, hey, I, I understand what you're going through emotionally, you know, with your family, with everybody. Like, I get it. And they can sort of share stories and, like, they're in. Like, I could come in and offer these people more money for their home, but I'm not Jim. You know, yeah. Jim has the ability to talk to these people because he's been through that situation. Yeah. So he, when he targets those people, he has a higher likelihood, you know, whereas myself, I've never been in that situation. I've never lost a home. So for me, like, I don't have that. I have to be able to, I have to hire somebody to go out and, Talk to those people that are good in that situation because they've probably been through it. But even if you haven't, um, you know, we're still, you can still be, is empathy or sympathy? Both. One, of the, one of those things. <laughs> I don't know. Where you can still have that, you know, empathy without having to, you know, ha- having good, being a good listener is for one thing. The, it the helps. biggest thing, yeah. Um, but yeah, being in the situation obviously helps. You can trigger that emotion. You can connect. Emotion is the biggest thing. Emotion is. is what sells, not yep. logic. Lo- no. lo- logic maybe helps establish your decision, but emotion is what makes the selling point. So Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, and I think you know, bringing up your story, even though you were an investor and you own that, that mobile home as an investor, you know, it's still close enough where like, Hey, I was a don't wanter at one point. Right. I had, I had a mobile home. The space rents were stacking up on me. I had $600 a month due, you know, and the, and the uh, property owner or the mobile home park owner was threatening to raising, you know, raising the uh, space rent up to 800 a month. I mean, right. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. a common I, I, complaint. I dropped the price. I actually d- discounted it. Like I think it was 15, 15- 15,000 I discounted it. Wow, that's a yeah. big drop. In a mobile home, yeah, it's a big drop. Yeah, yeah it's it's almost it's half. So Yeah. <laughs> so, so I I just wanted to get rid of it. And that's that that is a key word. I just want to get rid of it. And that exa- when you when you've gone through there, you know exactly what how that feels. Oh, I know how that feels like. I've got a property right now I just want to get rid of. Actually, I've got five properties right now I just want to get rid of. <laughs> and nice. you know, it's funny cuz I I I don't make I don't keep it secret, but people I don't know. People aren't, aren't, aren't making any offers to me right now to buy stuff. Uh, we actually have one property that went into escrow the day before the, the shelter place order went and went into effect, and they tried to wire their EMD to escrow, and their bank wasn't doing bank wires. Uh, so I mean, we had like these weird little issues pop up like right in the very beginning, and now these people are like nowhere to be found, you uh-huh. know. And like we're trying to cancel escrow, and they're they've disappeared off the face of the planet. So, oh, you know, man. we don't have an EMD from them. So I don't know why we're still keeping escrow open, but whatever. So nothing's selling for you right now. No. Well, nothing as far as that stuff, like the, the stuff that we don't want. If it's a property in good condition okay. and it's vacant, we're actually not having any problem with those things right okay. now. So, okay. and I actually had somebody yesterday cause I'm a, I'm a, I'm a joint venture on, I'm a joint venture partner on a deal and the rehab's nearly done. We're almost done with this one. And they're like, you know, I don't know if we should list it right now. I'm like, are you crazy? Of course we need to list it right now. There's no inventory and it's vacant. The fact that it's vacant like puts us ahead of everybody else because there's a lot of people that aren't allowing people to show their home right now because they don't want people going through their home. You know, if they got the virus, they're worried they're going to come in and spread it to them. And yeah. I'm like, we're vacant. If, if you're looking to buy a home right now and you need to move out to this area, uh, you know, now <laughs> like we have a vacant home. We're perfect. We're great. You know, interesting that you said that. I interviewed a guy for my podcast this morning uh, by the name of Chris Chris Arnold. He's part of Wholesaling Inc. I don't know if you've heard of those mm. the, the coaching group, but anyway, he uh, he runs a virtual wholesaling thing uh, group or wholesaling company. What he's been doing differently, it's been working really well for him. Is um, he's gone completely virtual. And uh, he has the sellers now uh, record everything on Zoom, and that's their property inspection. And hmm. if it's an older seller that doesn't know how to work the technology, he has his uh, boots on the ground guy deliver a tablet 
and with mask and gloves and everything. Wow. Shows them how to do it, gives it to them outside, and they go ahead and record their house as a property inspection. And then they wholesale, so they go ahead and that becomes a marketing package for them. And that gets sent out to their buyers. And he's said that's been doing really well for them. Their, their, their volume has stayed the same with that. Their lead generation has dropped, um, but their volume, deal volume, has stayed the same. Hmm. Well, that's, you know, that's encouraging for any of the people out there. But, I mean, that's, that's really the reality of it, right? You've got to pivot. you right, got to exactly. pivot and be able to change how you're doing things. And real estate's tragically behind the times as far as technology is concerned. I mean, it's a very old business. So, yeah. you know, things like a virtual walkthrough, I mean, those have kind of been around. You right. know, like I've seen virtual walkthroughs, but you don't see them on beat up properties right. that need a lot of work you know? but it, it's now a time where it's more acceptable right yeah. so it's a, a time where you can shift to that without any uh without any obstacles and the question is is are we going to revert back or are we going to continue using these things going forward yeah that's i that's a good question he personally he he loves it so much that they're probably going to continue doing it yeah as long as the i guess as long as the market's okay with it sure yeah, yeah, as long as people are like no i don't want to drive out to the property i'll just take a look at your virtual tour and right yeah you know I mean, for me anyway, t- like if I had something like that to look at, it's enough for me to write an offer. You know, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna close escrow without seeing it, or at least sending my contractor to it. But okay. you know, for me to write an offer, having something like that, I mean, I've written offers without even pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, I have to go based upon people's word, and you know, they get a little frightened or like they get a little spooked sometimes when they find out after I've actually done our walkthrough, you know, they're like, wait, I thought we were, you were offering this. I'm like, well, I was offering that because you told me the rehab was going to be this, Yeah, you know, if you told me what the rehab was actually going to be, I would have offered you what I'm offering you now, Yeah, you know? So it's, I think it's, that, that's actually probably something that might help them at least narrow down their people like on the other side because... You know, for me, if I'm making a blind offer, my offer is going to be based upon averages. It's not based upon the actual case that we're dealing with. You know, I know, I know there was one. I just got a wholesale deal sent to me yesterday, and I looked at it because the numbers worked. And I was like, okay, let me check it out. And I go online, and like, it's actually listed. You know, this is somebody wholesaling a listed okay. property, and it's like <laughs> listed in the MLS. So I'm like, oh, here it is. So I get all the pictures. They had the wholesaler didn't send me any pictures. I'm looking at the pictures online. I'm like, this is a burn. Like, <laughs> like the house is like like 45 percent burned, and like they're trying to tell me that the rehab on it was going to be like 35,000. I'm like, no, not in your wildest <laughs> dreams is this place going to be 35 grand to fix up, you know? And so I'm like, I wrote wrote the person back. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm looking at minimum, and I'm assuming a pretty good case scenario here, sixty five thousand on this rehab, you know. And and he's like, where are you coming up with these numbers? I'm like, have you seen the property? You know, like, <laughs> come to find out, this person was a daisy chain wholesaler. Oh. They were like second in line. You know, I'm like, I'm like, dude, just quit. Dude, like, I, don't don't even bother with this. Like, <laughs> don't even bother sending this out. You're making yourself look bad. And that that's such a lazy way, I think. Again, I mean, I, I guess it, people have done well. I don't know. I actually haven't met anybody that has a daisy chain business. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they're like, dude, I make so much money as a daisy yeah, chain wholesaler. I, I, yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, I see those deals all the time. Do they actually get? It just get washed out. They never get sold, right? I'm assuming, I always wonder: is this being sold? Or is well, people- I, the thing was, the numbers made sense that he'd sent me. I'm assuming he tacked a fee onto onto his purchase price uh. that he got it from the other person, you know. And I didn't. I don't know who has the original, who actually holds the contract, but yeah. whoever's got it, I'm hoping has a better deal than what he has. But if if they don't, then it's it's not a deal. It's you know, and those yeah, eventually the seller's going to get tired of waiting. 
you know, and sometimes those can span months. I mean, I've, I've bought deals where somebody will have had it locked up with somebody for months and then they keep making new promises to them. Oh no, we're going to close. Sorry. I had this happen. There's always an excuse, you know? And, uh, I think as, as more and more realtors get with it, with the business and they, they understand investors and they with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. See the latest designs from your favorite brands, including Thermador, at your local Ferguson showroom. I understand investors sort of... Uh you know, not scams, but just sort of investor, uh, you know, fluff. Because there's there's a lot of fluffy investors that, you know, they're just wholesalers. They're not actually the buyer, but they make the people believe that they're the buyer. And it's, you know, as soon as realtors become more aware of the stuff that goes on, I think, you know, that'll kind of go away. Or realtors will understand, like, okay, you, gotta, you got seven days to put your EMD in. Like, if you don't have your EMD in by seven days... Like we're done. We're not like we're canceling escrow. No, no excuses. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know it's it's tough. I mean, I, I've I've gotten I've been gotten by people before. You know, and possibly this one that we have in escrow right now. I might be getting had right now. You know, from one of these people. <laughs> they might have fooled us, which is impressive if they were able to, because you know they everything else ticked all the boxes. You know, this person is an actual legitimate buyer. Like, we we did look them up, <laughs> you know. Like, they had several properties under their belt. So I'd be really surprised, but their lack of communication mm. has become a concern. You know, yeah. that, that for us is like, if you stop returning phone calls, yeah. usually that means, you know, you know <laughs> this isn't going to close. You know, it could be for a variety of reasons right now, but, you know. Sounds like I got to pay them a visit. Yeah, maybe we should just show up. <laughs> I won't even wear a mask. I'll just show up at their door. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, it's, it's obviously not a normal market right now, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, what are you, what are you working on like primarily right now? You got the podcast. Yeah, that's been uh, th- that's been my main thing right now. I, I I've learned the hard way when you chase two rabbits, you don't catch anything. So. Yeah. I, I, this business here, I, I've tried to get it started, started when I was doing mobile homes that, that didn't work out, uh, try to get it started while I was doing land that didn't work out. So now finally decide, okay, I need to get this started uh, this is the only thing I'm going to be doing. So getting the website started, podcast up and going, growing, growing a, a viewership or a leader, listenership, my email list and all that, which I communicate to daily. So, yeah, yeah. That's probably good. It's probably better than what we do. You know, we're just weekly? on a weekly basis. No, that's still good. I mean, <laughs> I email daily. Some people don't like that, but that's fine. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I definitely get stuff from people and after it's been like well, five you days got in my, a row. You haven't got my stuff. That's why. Oh, man. <laughs> maybe maybe should, I, should I not give you my email address? <laughs> you have my email address. Uh, no, yeah, it's... Yeah, you know, it's it's tough. I mean, because like, I've I've been all I've, like I said, I've been in the internet world doing like affiliate type stuff yeah. since two thousand one. Yeah, and I've you know, <laughs> I've definitely uh, 
you know, tried all the different methods. You know, yeah. you send the daily emails. You start developing a list. You know, eventually you get your list. It's got like right. five thousand emails with addresses on it. And you know, do you hit them every day? You know, and uh, like you start seeing them. It's your opening. Your open rate gets dropped. You know, your, your open rate starts going down to nothing. And then you know, you start you start seeing people starting to unsubscribe. You get reported as spam. You know, and like yeah. once once you get to a certain point, your list is dead. You right. can't even yeah, use it anymore. Yeah, there's certain ways to. To try to maneuver around that, I mean, quality is one thing. It's yeah. probably the best way to to get around that. Um, but it, you know, there's there's all kinds. Of, I mean, the internet business is is just like real estate. I mean, there's there's a lot of bells and whistles. There's a lot of people reporting that they make you know billions doing right. this, right? And it's the same. Um, and I, I learned this, you know, because I've been through several ventures, real estate, uh, copywriter. Well, I still am every once in a while. Um, and then, uh, and then this now, and you know, I, I think everybody's got to build their business to their preference and what they want to do. Yeah. Right? I know you. You don't want to ever be. You don't want to be a landlord, right? That's not your thing. Not anymore. I mean, yeah, so, <laughs> um, for me, uh, I like cash flow, but uh, yeah, I, I've built the. I've tried to build the volume business. Yeah. Uh, with land, I mean, I was, I was on my way to. Um, I had VAs. I had a couple of VAs, and I was doing the whole E Myth thing. You know the E Myth book, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. You know, read that several times. Okay, and they build a system. and need to have a operations manual. Get that all ready. Had VAs in place. Was tweaking things as I, as I was going. And then one day I woke up. I was like, man, I I don't want to do this. I don't want to have. <laughs> I just don't want to manage this. And yeah. I I don't love the product. Um, and so you know, I, I I bailed out on that. I I realized this is something I only want to do passively when I have some spare uh, spare change. Um, Buy a, a, a few parcels and and turn them into notes, and so it seems to be the way a lot of people go. You know, and we I've talked about it multiple times. Is that you know, like me myself, I don't like finding deals. It's like something I hate doing. You know, I love real estate. I love walking through houses. I love going to you know open houses. Like I will I will talk real estate and walk real estate all day. I love doing it. Love seeing properties transform. Love design to some degree. I'm not great at it. You know, even though some people would argue argue me on that, argue with me on that, but. Uh, you know, I hate finding deals. I hate, I hate, even though I'm good at it, I hate looking into the deals and actually, you know, val- valuing property and stuff like that. I'm good at it. I can do it. It's not my favorite thing. I'd rather hand that off to somebody else, you know, and then that's about it. I, you know, I don't like any other aspect of real estate, really. I mean, <laughs> you know, other than the fact that I like the houses, like that's the one thing that I've always really enjoyed is the house is to, you know. I like seeing the new interesting stuff. I like getting into the interesting projects, but the rest of it, it's it's just it's pretty boring. It's pretty day to day to me. So you know, for most people out there, at some point, once you've been doing a business of your own for fifteen years, I mean, you know, it's just day to day. You know, if you're if you make cakes and cupcakes, I mean, eventually it's just cupcakes. Right, you know? yeah, like, exactly. You're not going to go home and get excited to make a batch of cupcakes for your family. You right, know, yeah. So. Uh, you know, finding the things that you enjoy to it is really important. Yeah, I agree. I, I think if you're going to create a business, you might as well do something. First, you got you got to make sure there's a market for it, there's ways to make money in it. Yep. And second, you got to make sure you enjoy doing that aspect of the business. Right. So, um, yeah, I learned that through different ventures and, and learned what I like, what I'm good at too. That's important too, what you're sure. good at. Um, I, I do, I, I do sort of like uh, talking with people, talking with sellers. I do like that part of it. I like the marketing, I like the strategy of everything. Um, the minute little details I hate. I don't like managing. I'm a big believer in the Myers 
Briggs or Briggs Myers oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. personality test. I was what I, color you know, is your parachute or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. But uh, um, I, I used to not be. I know it sounds woo woo and all that. I used to not be. And then when I took the test and I took it again, I took it again. It kept following the same thing that, and the profile was like spot on to exactly what I like doing. Yeah. Um, and what I hate doing and management is something I've always dreaded and, and was not very good at. Um, <laughs> like my, t- my management style is all right, here's the project. Um, now I, I turn my back, just turn it in next week without any kind of micromanaging. And it's the worst way to manage when you're starting, when you're doing a startup. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I and I, I just don't want to be involved with managing too many people. Outsourcing is different. I you know right now with the podcast that I have, um, I was building a system. I had an ed- editor in place. I had somebody writing my d- uh, descriptions for me, um, and I was building that system. And I realized I hate doing this. There's a guy here or the company here that produces it for me. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Here's the file. At the end of the week, they have it on my website. And it's done. I don't have to manage them at all. So that that's the that's the the business I prefer. Yeah. So yeah, and I'm you know I'm I'm a very similar management style. I, I expect everybody to just have the same level of <laughs> yeah. aptitude as I do, and yeah. then just do it to the same level that I would do it at. And you know, uh, if they don't, then I just get really depressed and sad. <laughs> you know, and I don't know how to explain to people you didn't do it to my expectations. <laughs> so, you know. I've gotten a lot better at it because I've had to, but you know, there was a time out the time where I just, I, ha- I had no comfort level in telling anybody to do anything. Yeah. You know, like I could not, too. I could not say to anybody, could you just do this? You yeah. know, like I couldn't do it. I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So, you know, it's something I've gotten better at because, you know, for me, it's like I've dealt with so many contractors at this point, you know, and I've been disappointed by so many contractors at this point that I just got really good at dealing with contractors, even though I still don't like doing it. Yeah. Because, you know, they never get it right. It, like, you just sort of have to accept certain levels of, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know, imperfection, I guess, you know. Yeah, yeah. What's the word? I, somebody said it. You got to, if they can do 80% of what you, you do, that's that's good enough. That's pretty dang good for a yeah. contractor. If yeah. they can, you know, if I can just, and I guess, you know, and the other problem is too, when you're walking through a house, you know, you're pointing at, you have a thousand things that need to be done, right? And, you know. If they're not writing every single little thing down, you already know this isn't going to go well, you know. So yeah, yeah. because I'm going to say things when I walk through a property, I'm pretty detailed. You know, I'm going to say things all the way down to uh, I need I want two light switches right here, and I want them to be standard light switches, not the little you know panel type. I don't want a, a slider. I don't want a you know uh, a dimmer. You know, I want a regular switch. And like if if I show up. And there's a decor switch there, you know, I'll be like, we talked about this. I said I wanted a regular switch, you know, and so like I'm bad in that regard that I will overdo it. And if they're not writing it down, I know it's not going to go good or go well. But if they're writing it down, it turns out pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's still and you might I maybe I said something on in mistake, you know, I, I said I wanted this and I meant something else. You know, that could also come back to bite you later on. But. Management's my least favorite thing to do. I should take that test, the Briggs Myers. Yeah, take 16personalities.com. That's where I took mine. 16 it's free. Pers- hold on, yeah, I'm gonna write this down. It's free, man. 16 you know, personalities. It'll tell you everything. It tell you who should you who you should marry. <laughs> it tells you in detail exactly uh, everything about your life. Uh, it's, yeah, it's woo. Some people are like, oh, this is you know BS, whatever. Yeah, and yeah, some of it can be, but yeah. But as far as the um, as far as who you are, what you like, uh, what you're good at. Um, I, I think it, it has, it's been spot on for me. So it's interesting. I mean, I think I know myself pretty well at this point, but yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> it's always fun to just to see what other people think of me. Cause I never would have thought I would have done a radio show. It wasn't until, 
Mark, the uh, program director here, told me that I had a good voice for radio. I think he was trying to tell me I'm ugly, but I took him. I took him <laughs> for yeah. what he said, you know. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, we were like, oh, we should do a radio show then. If I got such a great voice for radio, <laughs> you had so, a great face for radio. <laughs> yeah, that's what he, that's what he meant to say. <laughs> Accidentally said voice, but uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, now we were what like almost 200 episodes into this, and you know, I I, I actually really enjoy this. It's one of the things I really look forward to doing every single week. You know, plus it gives me a time to actually talk to the people that are in the business that. You know, I see them at the club because I know you come to the club all the time. And, you know, I've, I've, I see these people. I know them on a very basic level, but I don't get a chance to really talk to them in depth. And, you know, it's the one thing I really miss about the business because I am a people person. I like being around people. I like talking. But oftentimes when I'm at the club, I'm so busy doing stuff mm. club-related that I don't have time to just chat. Oh, that's what it, when you When you turn your face, when I say, hey, Doug, <laughs> yeah. that's you just too busy to That's me. To I'm respond, too busy. Huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm too busy, you know. Yeah, whenever I see... Paul, I just, you know, run the other direction, you know. Yeah. It's because you got, you know, you're named after one of the Beatles, so, you know, freaks me out. <laughs> um, so, you also work a nine-to-five right now? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's more like a six, uh, 6.30 to 3, yeah. 6.30 every single day. Yeah, Are and you... overtime, you sometimes work on call. I'm a, I'm a foreman for... Uh, I'm not going to mention their name. Maybe I shouldn't. Uh, Southern, Cal- uh, Southern California Natural Gas Company, if anybody Got can it, figure yeah. that. Um, but there's only a couple of those. There's, yeah, yeah. There's only a few. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, um, so, yeah, I'm a for, uh, construction foreman for them. Um, so if they're building some kind of a pipeline or whatever, you'd be on site just making yeah, sure everybody's... Just, yeah, usually it's a, I, I run a crew. It's usually two-person crew. And okay. usually if it's a bigger job, I might have a, a, a third man, a fourth man. But usually me and, and a laborer. And, um, I mean, it's just maintenance, uh, leaks, fixing leaks, put installing new pipe, um, abandoning pipe. So that's or what if we I, do. if I want to make a, dig a pool in my backyard, I got to call you guys out or what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, you do. Yeah. yeah I know. Uh, I know you do. Yeah, we come out, you know, we, well, I used to do it, uh, put the marks on the floor, no SCG in back, you know, I used to do that too. So, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. that's not part of what your day to day is it, now, huh? No, I don't, I don't locate. No, no. I mean, uh, if on emergencies I do, if, if okay. after hours, if they, they'll call me on those. Yeah. But, um, so there's just a, an emergency gas leak somewhere and somebody smelling gas. You got to show I'll, up. I'll after be hours. the one in the crew. Yeah. With, with our backhoe and, and yeah. Dang. It up, yeah. You got to do the whole thing. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we pretty much do everything. So we, that's from six thirty to three thirty, and then plus have room. For, I have four kids yeah. at home, so I gotta, <laughs> when I come home, I gotta have time with with them, of time course. with the wife. Um, so the way, the only way that I've discovered to actually work on a business is waking up at three thirty in the morning. Oh. So I do that Monday through Friday. Work up at three thirty in the morning. Saturdays. Um, you sleep into four. I, I sleep until uh, five, <laughs> five, five or okay, six. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, Got to live a little. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I can't get too crazy now, though. Five thirty—that's yeah, yeah. pushing it. That's <laughs> see, that's what's tough. And I think I think a lot of people that listen to the show, you know, it, I I know there's a lot of people that, that tune in that are on and they're working nine to five, and this is drive time for them. You know, they're not nine to five; they're like an eight to four type of person. And this is drive time for them. They're driving. They're sitting on the ten freeway right now. They're sitting on the two ten, and they're heading home. And they hear this show. And I, I always like to have people on that work a full time job yeah. and also find time to do something in real estate because, you know, that's tough. I, a lot of them would like to know how they could possibly do that. And you know, when you get home, I'm sure you, you and your kids and your wife and everybody, you all kind of get together. So, like you said, you work on real estate in the mornings before you go right. to work. Right. Obviously, that's not possible if you're, you got to uh, go out and meet sellers. Because if you're in real right. estate, the biggest thing, your biggest 
money making task is you got to be talking with sellers or making offers. Mm -hmm. That's your biggest task you got to be doing. So you can't be doing that in the morning. Well, I guess you can be doing it in the morning if you're making offers to, to agents, you can. Now, if you're going out and boots on the ground meeting with sellers, um, so I would, I, I would still take calls while I'm working. I had the luxury of doing that. Maybe some people do or don't. Um, I also set up a schedule. So I was door knocking. I was also cold calling. Mm -hmm. So it was every Monday. Um, I had a partner I was doing it with, and that helped out extraordinarily. Like if I was doing it on my own, I, I would probably wouldn't have the motivation to do it every single Monday. Oh yeah. But <laughs> b having a partner, um, you know, I don't want to let him down. So I would show up, and he felt the same same way. So right. we show up, we meet up at our. We with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We pull up a list of NODs um, and or notice of defaults. Yep. Pull our list up. Okay, this uh, text them. This is our first house. We're meeting up. Meet up. Meet up there. Mm -hmm. um, and then we just drive. The, all, we spend all Monday until the evening till we run out of uh, addresses and just drive and door knock. Yeah. And with cold calling, um, I didn't have a partner, so I, there was less motivation. So I missed that. So I set up a little makeshift uh, office in my garage at the time. Now I uh, we actually have an actual office in my house. Nice. Um, kicked. Uh, somebody out and now kicked, I have kicked one of the kids kicked, out. You're like, sorry, you got to bunk up with one of the other. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and so I made a little office of a cheap, uh, cheap table and I had a little printout of everybody I'm calling. I'd show up. It was every, I think it was every Wednesday, um, every Wednesday and Thursday. Um, I wouldn't even go inside the house. I'd go straight to my little makeshift table in my garage and just start making calls. I had, I forgot what I used. I had a few tools and I wouldn't put the phone down. I would just keep making those calls. Yeah. And, um, so the, the biggest thing I say is, is the scheduling. If you have a schedule, if you're not just going by shooting by the hip and shooting by the hip has never worked for me. I mean, uh, so <laughs> right. if you have a schedule and you stick to it, um, obviously everybody's world is different. Everybody's schedule is different. So you got to work with what you have. You got to work with the resources you have. Right. So, yeah. And you had mentioned earlier that you have the website up for the, uh, I buy mobile home site. And so Miguel is the one handles the incoming leads. Yeah. So, you know, again, well, and now he does at the time. It was just when I was active in the mobile home business, it was just me. Um, the calls would come in, but again, I, I was in a blue ocean. So if <laughs> I missed that call, no big deal. I right. call them back. They don't have anybody else. There was very few people in that space. Yeah. Um, so if you're if you're doing pay per click out here in Southern California, for instance, right. Um, that is a heavily competitive space. And if you miss that call, you miss a deal. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and I know what pay per click is, but maybe you know fill everybody else in out there. Yeah. So pay per click is well, it, it, it's more the it, more so today it's Google Ads. Yeah. So you pay. You, well, you don't pay you. You put up an ad, an ad on um, on Google you, for certain keywords. Say we buy houses is the most popular one. We buy houses fast. So I go on I go on Google and I type in uh, sell my mobile home. Right. And then you're gonna you're gonna have an ad up. I don't I I don't have to pay for ads because um I, my mine ranks already. Mine mine right. ranked at the the first three months that I that's put up my different. site. That's the search engine that's optimization. That's search it, that's SEO search engine optimization. Yeah, that takes work. That that what what that is is 
you're the strategy, the basic strategy to on, all in a nutshell is you're telling Google that you're a relevant and credible source for this certain keyword. Right. So you're building content and uh, clear content for Google and for the consumer. Um, and then over time, you know, depending on the competitiveness of that keyword, over time, uh, Google will see you as a relevant source and start yep. ranking you. Uh, the ad, the words or, or it's Google ads now, um, you put up an ad with Google and you pay for every click. And each keyword has a different price to it. We buy well, Mohomes is that expensive. And that depends on where you want to rank on the page because yeah. ads have their own ranking too. Right, they And do. generally there's going to be two ads above the search engine Optim optimized results, right? There's usually two, two or three. Ads. Yeah. It might be three now. They've changed it now. Now that you have some on the bottom now. So yeah, you do bid. You, you put a certain bid number and you say, I I'll pay this much for this keyword. Yep. And um, depending on on the competitors, you know, you'll be placed somewhere in, uh, along those lines. Or you could be on the right-hand side where you there's, could, there's yeah, some ads could, over there too. Yeah, you can be on the right-hand side. And then um, it, it changes a lot. Google changes every year. So uh, I'm not up to date as far as I haven't done Google ads in a, in a year. And you're basically you're, you're you're basically creating a list of of keywords. So like if you want a phrase, something like you know sell my mobile home, you know you're going to be like there's other people that also have that as a keyword. Right. And you might say I'm willing to pay a dollar for every click right. that but, gets clicked on based upon that keyword search in Google. Right. Exactly. Um, but the, somebody else might come along and say, I'm going to pay $2 for everybody right, that clicks right. on that because they're so confident in their sales funnel page <laughs> yeah. you know, that they're like, no, I'll pay 2 bucks because I'm sure I'm going to get 1,000 people that will click on that, but I'm going to buy at least one mobile home from that, and I'll make $10,000 or something. Exactly. So that, that's why a dollar to a click is re uh, relatively cheap on the real estate side. In, if you're dealing, dealing with the we buy, we buy houses, that's more expensive. <laughs> that, yeah. I, I think I've heard along lines thirteen dollars. I, I misquote me. I'm probably, but somewhere it changes. And it, Google it, Google tells you, but of course Google's telling you, and they're the ones collecting the ad revenue. So right, you yeah. know, yeah. Eh, be suspicious there. <laughs> That's so, why SEO is better. At least uh, it is. Opinion. It just takes time. It, it just does. takes time. Depend if you're if you're trying to rank for LA, for instance. Uh, I mean, you you can do it, but you need to put in the work every week. Yeah. I was I was ranking <clears throat> um, when I was in the single family business. I was doing the work to rank a, a site for San Bernardino. Um, we buy houses, San Bernardino. Um, I got to first page in six months, but it was we weekly work. It was um, putting out. There's some gray hat techniques you can do. Gray hat meaning it's like kind of uh, kind of fishy work to do. <laughs> yeah. Google doesn't like build you creating links for yourself. Right. right. They don't want you to do that. They want natural, organic links. Of course. Then uh, what I mean by that, if anyone's listening, is is what Google's looking for is that. Like if Forbes magazine quotes me or it links back to me, that tells Google, hey, this guy, this this guy's site is pretty it's got credible. Some credibility, yeah. yeah if if Forbes, Forbes is, is yeah. Link, that's great. So that so you always want to try to build that. You can do it uh, organically uh, or or reach, pitching people for links. Of uh, course. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've. I mean, you can. There's places out there you can pay. Yeah, those are terrible. To, for I've link heard backs. Those, yeah. Oh yeah, they're terrible, horrible. Yeah. And Google knows who those people are. Yeah. Because you probably searched for that company on Google, by the way. <laughs> so they <laughs> right. know who they are. So and if you get slapped by Google, I mean, it, good luck trying to get back up. Yeah. The ranks, so yeah, it won't happen. And like yeah. for us, like our our most highest ranked anything right now is the Illinois Empire Real Estate Investment Club. Oh, okay. Because you know. And it's because we're constantly putting out fresh content, content yeah. essentially. And plus, we're a community organization. We've been around for years. You know, if somebody were to come into the Illinois Empire right now and try to start a real estate investment club, they'd have a really hard time beating our page rank 
on Google. I mean, you can search a variety of, of, of keywords, you know, relating to real estate groups in Southern California, and we're always going to be top, top nice, right. Yeah. I mean, and we did that not intending to do it. Right, like, yeah. we, we actually had, we did not have search engine op- optimization in our thoughts at all when we created the club. It wasn't even a thought. We just, we started up on meetup.com, and, and then one day we're just like, you know, we're just like, hey, I wonder how we rank on Google. Like, yeah. it just came up. Like, we were like already three years into the club. Like, we just started typing in things. Like, oh my God, we're like first rank. And because people start telling us they heard about the club through Google. And I'm like, what do you mean you heard through Google? Like, we're on Meetup, you know? And, yeah. Uh, so it was, it was for, it was for us kind of weird that it happened that way. But we come to find out Meetup actually puts more, uh, more weight on things like a social group. You know, like oh, if, Google does, yeah, yeah. yeah so like, does, yeah. so yeah, we got great page rank because of the fact that we're a social group. We're meeting constantly. We had a really high rank on on Meetup. It's five. We're like a five star group. We're also on Meetup considered a super group, which is only 150 uh, meetups in the entire world are a super. Aren't group. you guys like top 100 in the top, nation or something? Top one. Well, we're top 150 in the world. Uh, as far as meetup groups, um, I don't know where which number in that top 150 we are. I'd like to think we're number one or two, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> that's my own ego coming through. Yeah, basket weaving is number one. You're right underneath. Yeah, exactly. Down. We can't beat those underwater <laughs> basket weavers. I don't know, <laughs> but they're, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. We we got invited out to New York by meetup to you know oh. to go out to their super group meeting. It was really cool, but um, that was uh, actually it was like right after they sold to WeWork. And they've just recently bought themselves back from WeWork. Oh, okay. So the, it's kind of an interesting story with Meetup. But uh, yeah, that was uh, it was a pretty cool little time out there. Colder than I expected. You know, I showed up in shorts and flip-flops, you know, and uh, that was the wrong attire. Uh, I had to go and quickly <laughs> they, change. <laughs> they wanted to put you in the, the insane, uh, insane asylum right Pretty after much. That? Yeah, I, I remember walking off the plane, people looking at me and, like, kind of giving me the like the up and down look. I saw several <laughs> people do it, and I'm like, all right, I'm 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 not in Kansas anymore, Toto. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty funny, but they uh, – uh, yeah, the page rank that we've gotten just uh, from all the different things that we did, which we weren't trying to do. And that's probably why we have such good rank because it happened literally organically. We did nothing to make that happen. You know, it just happened because we're a, you know, a group that's got fresh stuff. A lot of people, you know, and it's just it happened that way. Um, but, yeah, there's certainly ways you can fake that. And, and Google doesn't know. I mean, they're not, yeah. you know, it's not Google's not a person. But well, guess, they're they're pretty they're they're pretty sharp with it. I mean, they're, yeah, they're they, getting pretty good at yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> so they they know things pretty well, and um, they they can tell what's good content, what's not good content. Yeah. it used to be back ten years ago. You used to be able to just jam all your keywords yeah. into a page, and that that do well. And your metadata. Oh, uh, in your in, and in the metadata, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the meta title, yeah. But um, these days now, you have to actually you have to write content. In, in in a uh, mindset that you're not writing for SEO purposes. Yeah, Does that, that makes sense. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I get it. Yeah, you know, I hope everybody else out there gets yeah. it because you but know, but growing in ranks is possible for anyone. It just takes you. Even if if you're uh, if you're an investor, you you can do it. It takes time. It takes work. Um, investor care. I always. I, well, I am affiliated with Investor Care, but uh, <laughs> I used to work for them. But uh, um, they're pro- they're. The only ones I would trust to have my ho- my website up, and I, I have my website hosted with them. So, um, but as far as ranking in a long term, uh, it's a long term game, 
and anybody can can do it. But the the problem is once you start getting into a uh, a market where it's crowded with those websites, now yeah. you got now you got to start thinking outside of the box with that too. Right. So how does your page look differently? Are you putting up uh, video? Videos are the best thing right now. Absolutely. Having real videos of sellers. So yeah, and you know. I guess it's it's no different than like a traditional business. If you are if you're a dry cleaner and there's another dry cleaner in that shopping center that you want to open up your dry cleaning shop in, you know, at the very least, you guys are just going to get half the business that was going to that dry cleaner. Now you're both just going to get half. That's would be your best case scenario, right. you know. But if you go into an area and there are no dry cleaners, you know, you got a better shot at it. So like right now, if you're a real estate agent and you're trying to get people to come to you and sell their home through you. Uh, if you're a real estate agent in Los Angeles, for example, you're a real estate agent among another, I think there's like 85,000 real estate agents licensed in the, in the county wow. of Los Angeles or some ridiculous number. <laughs> so, I mean, that's who, that's your competition. Right. How are you going to set yourself apart right. from that group of people? And it's, you know, it's going to require some special stuff. You need to be doing things constantly. It's got to be thinking outside the box, doing constant work. Yeah, I mean, thinking outside the box is, a bi- is the biggest thing. Yeah. How do you differentiate, differentiate yourself? I interviewed a guy. Um, I know we got a couple minutes left. But I interviewed a guy who is ranking on pages. He's an investor. He was in the land business with me. He also does single family, multifamily. Mm-hmm. He ranks. Um, his biggest thing is he's got a ton of videos and testimonials left. Or uh uh, testimony. <laughs> I know what you're doing there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got a bunch of uh, testimonials on his site. The front page, he's got testimonials. Cr- proof is the biggest thing in copywriting. Yeah. Uh, you want <clears throat> everyone's skeptical. Of course. So you have to beat that. You have to beat that. Whatever you say, you got to ask yourself: Is this sound like it's BS? <laughs> does this sound like you know? Does this sound skeptical? How can I make this? How can I prove this statement? How right? So, yeah, and have other people read it. You know, like, like, hey, do I come off genuine here? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Because you know, when yeah. you write it yourself, it's sometimes it's tough to be your own critic. Yeah. Well, when I write, I, I in what I've always been a pretty decent writer. Um, I, how I got an investor care was a complete accident. I just fell into it. I didn't even know I was good at writing. But um, how I do it is, um, I, and what, how a lot of copywriters do it, they write like they talk. Yeah. So that's that's uh, that has been done well for me. And I think a lot of copywriters, that is a motto. They write like they talk. So that's a that's some great advice. And we've only got a couple minutes left. So uh, you know, you had mentioned before you got your website, the the mobile home thing. You got your podcast. Why don't you mention that again so people out there can check that out? Yeah, they can go to uh, realestateaudios.com. Um, if if they want to subscribe to my email list, they can. I email daily with tips for investors for investors out there. Um, they can, they can view the free articles I have on there, the free interviews I have on there. They can subscribe to my podcast on there. Um, if they investor carrot, I, I will do a shameless pitch of my affiliate with investor carrot new on carrot.com. If they do, uh, use carrot, they can call me and I'll, and I'll, uh, get on the phone with them and talk about ways to get on get online. That was just my shameless pitch. I thought I'd just do it in the last hey, minute right here. Might as well. But, uh, they don't have to, whatever. It doesn't matter. But realestateaudios.com, if they jump on there, there's tons of free stuff there. They can go on. So. So go check it out if you got the chance. And then for those of you out there that are a real estate investor or are thinking about becoming a real estate investor, go check out the Inland Empire Real Estate Investment Club. We're a local group of investors that get together every single month. Right now we're doing it digitally because of the virus. But usually we have a really nice meeting at the Mission Inn every single month in downtown Riverside. Uh, So for those of you that are looking to come, go check us out on meetup.com and uh, come check out... uh, 
everything you got. So look us up. Uh, thank you, Paul, for coming on today, and thank you all thank for you. tuning in. We will be back again next week, Thursday at 4 p.m. on the Flip Flop Investor Show. Have a great week, everyone. Stay safe. Take care. CAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.